Hey guys, welcome one more time to the Charlie and Nelly Baby Show. Today, today, I know we haven't done anything in a, in a while. We did take about a, a, a month, a Sabbath month. I needed to recuperate from all the places we went in the month of May. So I said, you know what, we're just going to take a break. Uh, I want to know nothing about the podcast and I just want to relax and recuperate. Not because I'm tired, it's because I'm just pretty old and my body needed to, you know, to get get better again. Unfortunately... Today, Nelly Baby's not here because, you know, she has some other things to do. She's becoming famous, so she's doing presentations all over the city. But I do have awesome guests today, okay? Today, I have a members of my family, okay? And this is a pilot podcast segment. I know it's here on the, on the Charlie Nelly Baby show, but they're thinking of making their own podcast, and they want to do the experience and see what's up. So, I want to introduce you today from Order of Appearance, okay, Netsit. Netsit, how's it going? It's going really good, actually. I'm really here, really chill, really excited to be here today. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. My very first podcast episode ever. I think it's going to be a fun ride oh my for the God. first time. So. I know, right? You, you can, I can tell you sound excited. I sound, I'm very I'm nervous. I'm very excited, but I'm also, yeah, I'm also And I can smell nervous. the sweatiness coming from your body that you're so nervous. I think that we're being a little exaggerated now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and my second guest is Mr. Piggy. Now, Mr. Piggy and I did actually a, a video a while back. He was a little younger, so his voice did change a little bit. And now you're going to hear uh, a, a man's voice. Be a man. So, Mr. Piggy, thank you for joining me one more time. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good, man. It's going good. Yeah, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you can tell he's going to be a radio host. And, <laughs> of course... I cannot leave her out, you know, the one, the only, the mom. How's it going? The mom. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Just nervous. <laughs> I love Mr. Mr. John. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, Mr. John. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm told you, Mr. Punch. So, All right, so. guys. So, I want to first tell the story of how this came to be, right? This, this pilot for the podcast. So we're talking because the mom here was in, action, in a play over the weekend, and it was great. What was the name of the play, the mom? Uh, Joseph and the Multicolor or Technicolor Coat. That's right. And follow up on the sequel because we're going to do now the... Uh, it was Levi and the Multi-Use Fitbit. Fitbit, yes. We're going to be actually writing that play, and so stay tuned for it. So we're actually talking about it, right? And we're talking about how I wasn't able to help because, of, you know, I was doing other, other you know, compromises and whatnot. And then I said, you know what? Well, unfortunately, I couldn't help because, you know, I'm a busy guy. And then the mom here goes and says, doing what? And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Charlie. I'm like, do you know who I am? She goes, no, I really don't know who you are. Like, literally, she straight up went like, no, I don't know who you are. I said, I'm, but I'm the Charlie, right? I'm Charlie from the Charlie Baby Show. And she goes, she goes, no, I don't, I, I never listen to you. So, because I, I wanted to prove to her that I actually, I am known, I am well known. She decided, I said, you know what? She thought that doing podcasts is not, you know, something that gives you, a, you know, known. I, I, sorry guys, sometimes I have to connect the neurons. So they, everybody who listens to the show knows this that I have to connect neurons. But the point is that. We said, because nobody knows me, and now they know her because of the what? The play. There you go. What's the name? Oh, uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Coat. So now she thinks she's more famous than me. So I said, listen, doing podcasting, it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy. She's giving me the expression right now, like, what the fish? So 
They're thinking of doing their own podcast. So, guys, are you really ready for this? I'm actually very, very excited to go into the topics we're about to go into today. I think we're going to have a very fun conversation, and our dynamic is going to be great. You're just picking a fight. That's what you want to <laughs> do. This, you just want to do that. You want to pick a fight. No, I don't pick fights all that often, but... Um, all that often. All that that's, often. That's very interesting. All there that often. There are some days where I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so, just to give you a background story, we are Mexicans. The mother and I are from Mexico, and my children are Mexican-American. There's a difference, okay? So, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not getting into it. Don't give me that look. I'm not getting into it, okay? We're just saying that there are different, different aspects of how American society or beliefs raise their children versus us. Could you agree with that? Yes. Okay, so as as if you guys have heard the show before, you know that, you know, sometimes we tend to go a little bit more on the on the what you guys consider extreme, right? We consider it normal, you guys consider it extreme. Right guys? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so there are some children that tend to be a little bit entitled. Right? Yes. Okay, yes. so. 100%. So, because we were talking about it on, on, on Sunday, we decided to talk about the topic today. So, the topic for right now, the first one, is how not to raise an entitled child. Okay. Everybody's looking at me like waiting for me to shut up so you guys can start talking about it. Hey, it's, it's, again, it's, it's the look. It's the look. I go for the looks. Okay. So, how not to raise an entitled child? Who wants to start? I think, I think mom should start. Okay. I, I totally agree. I the think mom should start. start. Okay, the mom. What do you think about that? First of all, what do you consider an entitled child? A kid who is selfish and self-centered and thinks that it's all about them and they don't think about anyone else. And um, they throw tantrums because everything should be given to them and they don't want to earn it because they think that everything should be given to them without them, like, earning, you know, like, a reward or whatever that is that they want. And just because they think that the world revolves around them. Okay. You know, and and, um, and nothing should be said to them. And then they grow up to be, um, you know, like. You're really holding back. <laughs> I can see, like, she's about to she's about to run out of air, but she's, like, holding it because, she's, you know, she's, she's being really careful. Well, because, you know, then. They grow up to be adults, and then they think they can go and treat people however they want. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, you know. And, Loud and proud. Yeah. Come on, man. Say it with your chest. <laughs> go ahead. Continue. <laughs> As you can see, the, the show is also about a therapy session. So, you know, if you guys, you guys are still under the age of 18, right? So you're yes. still children, yes. right? Um, um, yes. Yeah. Okay, so in your perspective, what is an entitled child? Because when I was growing up, I mean, it was a whole different definition, but what do you guys think about it? Okay, let's start with Mr. Piggy. Go ahead, Mr. Piggy. What do you think? I think the mom pretty much hit the nail very right on the head. I think you I, dyslexic kicked in because it's actually, I hit, you hit yeah, the you know, nail. Yes, yes. You right know what? I am, the, I am the offspring of another dyslexic person. That is it's true. Genetic. That is true. That it's is genetic. so true. Yes, yes. <laughs> You can laugh. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, they're already listening to you. Yeah, so. I know. I don't want to be too loud about okay, it. Okay, so. Since it was that much of a problem to you, let me rephrase that. Please. She hit the nail right on the head. Got it. Okay, continue. But there are a lot of people that are exactly like that. Okay. All right. And 
I, I cannot stand them. They think. Oh, wow. That, that was, yeah. that yeah. was I can't, bald. I can't, okay. I can't stand Got it. them. I'm not going to lie. I can't stand them. Because with their entitlement, they don't know how to do anything. And when they don't know how to do anything, it annoys, it annoys me. Okay. That's, All right. It annoys me a lot. You want to take about five minute break before you, yeah. you know, explode yeah. to you? Because yeah. I mean, again, this yeah. sounds like a therapy session. Jesus, I thought it was gonna be only, it's gonna be only a podcast. This is gonna be a. And what do you think? Okay, Miss well, Nancy, what do you, what do you think? I, I want to try to be the, the chill one here and just saying like. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Say it with the chest. Just say like, with chest. Kids, I've had younger kids come up to me and flash like their 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 money or like how rich they are. Bro, you're only like seven. Relax, okay? Like, it's not that big of a deal. No one's going to look at you and be like, I love your seven-year-old Gucci purse. Like, calm down a little bit, okay? Now, do you guys think that it's only only in your surrounding area? Because, I mean, there are other children who are not entitled. I mean, there's other people in other communities that could not be considered entitled. Um, I think it just depends on the area in which you live. So... I don't know about that. Like, no. I do think that, personally, because I've, I've, ha I've gone to other places where the children there are actually not entitled at all. They're actually very humble, and they're very... They, they level with you, and they don't, sh they don't um, show that they're better than you. They're not arrogant. They're so humble, their left stroke just went viral. Is that how humble they are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sit down. Be yeah, humble. humble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what do you guys think? Yeah, I disagree with that because I know some people that live in very very nice areas and they're still very humble and you know we dab each other up every once in a while mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're they're very they're very cool people i okay. like to hang out with them a lot so i don't think it depends on the area i think it just depends on the way you were raised humility is a very big thing right. okay what do you think um well i think it all comes from the parents too i think the parent the parents um out there we need to start blaming the schools and start blaming other you know like the the world for how our kids are getting raised because it all comes from inside it all comes from home and the way they if you were raised um you know being an arrogant and everything was allowed to you that's what you're gonna instill in your in your kid yeah, i mean i don't think we can we can blame we can blame the schools i i agree with that we can actually um not blame but we can Okay, we can blame the parents. I was not going to say no blame, but I couldn't find any other word. But, I mean, yeah, the, the, the children do learn from the parents, so I agree with that. But I don't think the schools have to do that. I mean, I believe that the schools have to be teaching them the academics, math, science, history, all the beautiful things that, you know, yes, they do. But, but now, the parents, now they want, the parents now they want the schools to teach them everything, values and academics and everything. And then just, just parents pretty much, okay, I'm just giving you my child and you pretty much raise them and then if this something comes out wrong with the kid then it's the school's fault or it's society or you know it's other thing but you don't realize that you know how we are as human beings reflects on our kids too now you and i we've had our differences when it comes to raising these two wonderful children right you're welcome we have we have okay yes. i i always said and i've said it on the show too i rule them like the old school Soviet Union Russia. I'm, I mean, Stalin is my boy when it comes to raising my kids. You disagree with that a couple of times. My tactics were not the best ones, and you disagree with it, right? Yes. But do you think they actually work? Sometimes. Okay, no. Well, okay, explain <laughs> it. I, I want you to elaborate a little bit on that. Because, again, that, that's, that's actually where I, I, I think the problem's coming from, right? I think that there's a lot of theories out there on how to raise children. I think that people are very sensitive nowadays 
when it comes to children. I think that that's damaging our children and ourselves and our society. But I also understand that we cannot go full back, you know, 1800s and, and, and beat them up and break their bones and stuff like that. So I agree with that. But, I mean, are we being too soft? Or do you think my techniques are very strict and forward? What do, what do you think is the balance here? Well, I think there has to be a balance. You can't just, like, punish the kid and not tell them why you're punishing him. Because they also need to learn consequences. And that's the thing right now. The kids are doing whatever they want, and there's no consequences. They're not afraid of anything. They're not afraid of the police. They're not afraid of their teachers. They're not afraid of anything. But I think at home, it needs to be, there needs to be a balance where there's consequences when the kid is doing something that it's not supposed to be doing. But, like, like actually, parents need to follow up on those consequences. And that's the thing that a lot of times parents will say, you know, oh, you know, if you do this, then this is going to happen. But they don't follow through. And then the, when the kid goes, you know, and do whatever, you know, does, I don't know, some damage or something outside the house or, or you know, runs out of school, then nothing happens. Nothing okay. gets done. So then there are, there are no consequences. So there has to be a balance between, like, um, discipline and and also listening because I know like in, in a household that usually the father when you know, there's two parents the father is the one that does the discipline mm-hmm. and the mom is the like the loving person yes but you cannot love too much and 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 not give the discipline because us as moms too I've seen it so many times where even teenagers talk back to us to the moms and moms were like oh I'm sorry I'm sorry no there is no I'm sorry if you talk back you're gonna get a consequence for that because I am your parent, I am raising you, I am paying for your stuff, and I deserve respect. And I think a lot of the times, parents or you know are not they they want to be their friends. Mm-hmm. You can't be their friends. You have to be a parent. Okay, all right, Mr. Piggy, what do you think? Now this is a perspective from how we're raising you. So this is this is something that again. It's 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 different because we're seeing the, the this topic from the parents' perspective, right? But this is a perspective from from you. Okay, so what do you think? All right, so I would like to start off with an example of one of your old punishments. Can okay, can we say discipline? Because apparently, you know, oh, yeah, according according to no wait no, this is actually a, a really good point because a lot of people say that it's punishment, right? Okay. Now I I learned during you know my downfalls that punishment it's a negative has a negative condensation, right? Whatever. Now they call it discipline, right? Not punishment, which again, to me, it's the same thing, but tomato, tomato, all right? So, okay, fine, punishment. We'll go with punishment. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. But I just wanted to give that explanation. What was one of the examples of my punishment? Okay, so. Back in Russia. Go, go ahead, go. <laughs> all right. So, remember when you cut my Exodia? Oh, my God. I knew you were going to bring that up. Okay, yeah. when I cut your Exodia. First of all, what is an Exodia? So, just in case people that don't know what an Exodia is. Oh, yeah. So, there's Yu-Gi-Oh!, and in that game, it's a card game, right, to those who don't know it. And in that game, there's Exodia, and there's five pieces to summon it. Mm-hmm. And when, once you have those five pieces, you don't even have to play. You just have to have all five pieces in your hand. You win. Yes, that's yeah. true. So to give some context as to why the punishment was given, or consequence, I'll call it consequence. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So as to why the consequence was given, I hid in a porta potty during <laughs> hide-and-seek. And they couldn't find me. I was so good that they punished me, or they gave me a consequence. <laughs> Whoever this is to the show is like, oh my god, he's really, he's really strict. He hit a porta party. 
What you what you forgot to say was that your mom was in the park and she was looking for you and she was freaking out because you, she thought that somebody kidnapped you and took your kidneys. Yes, that is. But, okay. I was looking for you for like fifteen minutes yeah. and could so, not find you. So I'm about mean, to reveal my spot. I mean, you were great. You listen. You you did you, and that was amazing. I'm gonna give you that. Go but on, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, you didn't tell them that you were playing hide and seek. So so that was the, that was a dumb fault. But we were playing hide and seek and fun. But you know, that doesn't matter. Okay, okay that, that doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Okay. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. So you cut my exodia, right? Or okay. Moreover, you made me cut my card. That is true, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, for a long time, I thought it was because you were jealous because I kept beating you with Exodia. Oh, my God! <laughs> the humility in that is astonishing. Yeah, okay. Uh, so now that And that's how you raise humble children. And that's how you raise humble children. So moving forward, now that you notice that, you know, because you haven't beaten me once with Exodia, but I mean, I'm going to let you have that. Uh-huh. Yes, I did. Okay, fine. So now that, you, now that you see it differently, now that you've grown up, um, what do you think about the tactics and, and how to not raise a, an entitled child. Or you just wanted to vent about your Exodia cards? Yeah, I just wanted to vent. Oh, got it. So can I move on to the next one? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Miss Netsi. Okay. Uh, I forgot what the question was again. Bro, we're really having a topic about how not to raise <laughs> entitled Brahma children. Right and, and your... <laughs> no. Our, tacti- our tactics. How do you see our tactics, tactics. and re- compared to other children who you've method that you in quotes are entitled so why I, do you i think our your tactics have actually helped us quite a lot because in this crazy mad world we have learned how to be tough-skinned right but also emotionally there i gotta know? give you the i gotta i gotta say this though the emotional part that was not me that was your mom but that's that what i'm saying mom. you guys that was das mom you guys das mother. in a world of madness found a way to balance the fact that discipline and the um, the emotional aspect of it, you know, which is because we can't have one thing without the other. Because if we focus on just discipline, where is your emotion, like your emotional feelings at, right? And basically, it'll just look really cruel to like the world, right? Yeah. But if we're too emotional, we'll look sensitive and we wouldn't know how to handle stuff correctly, which would, I think is a really big downfall in a lot of the kids these days. Emotional, being emotional is okay, but you also know, have to learn how to handle situations that need to be handled at the moment, in my opinion. So I think that when it comes to the discipline and that, I think you guys, your tactics actually taught us a pretty good way to balance both of those things out. Nice. There, were, there were many emotions when my cards were cut. It, yeah, and we learned how to handle that very, <laughs> very responsibly. What do, you, what do you think about what she said? I think, I think she's right because... I think as a parent, we're not only there to, like, um, educate them, you know, and and teach them things, but also to teach them how to see themselves as, you know, like, you cannot just expect the society or, you know, outside to say, you know, what a child is, you know, what, what how they should feel about themselves, but it all starts at home. Like, like, you know, sometimes I, t- I tell her, you know, like, you're beautiful, you're the princess, you're, you know, like, you have to speak these words over your kids, because otherwise, when you don't speak over your kids, somebody else will. That's true. And then they're going to think that whatever they don't hear at home, and somebody comes and says, oh, you know, you're this and that, they're going to believe that, you know, the outside, the outside, um, you know, I mean, the outside, you know, what they said about them. And that's why we have a lot of... Um, what do you call this? The, the influencers 
influencing these kids and not in the right way. And why? Because they're not strong mentally because they don't have that at home. But if you start that at home, you know, with from when, when, since they're little and say, you know, how, you know, there's, you know, speak like words of, you know, like you're strong, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that. Then, um, you know, when you when they start growing up and then they start getting into tougher situations, they know who you who they are. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to follow, you know, some influencer who says, oh, you should be, you should, you know, have this body part bigger because it will make you look beautiful. No, you're already beautiful the way you are. But that's what makes a strong person, a strong woman, a strong man. You know, you, you we have we live in such a like high tech world that sometimes we don't pay attention to our kids. And, and you know, they come home and everybody's like they don't even talk to each other you know, as a family. You know, so how how you want how do you expect to have kids who are strong in spirit and and mentally and emotionally when you don't even talk to them because you're always on the phone or because you're busy or because you're that and you're so worried about being like the best PTA mom or you know you're this or Pinterest mom or this when you are caring so much yourself you cannot give from an empty cup. We we just want to give a shout out to the uh, PTA moms and the uh, Pinterest moms. You know, shout out to you. We love you. You know, don't don't stop following me. You're you know, our so homies. You're don't our hate, homie, man. Don't no hate, hate don't bro. Hate. No hate. Okay, so I was listening to that for so long, I forgot what the question was. Bro, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Their parenting tactics. What oh, do you think yeah. about their parenting tactics from your experience, besides the Exodia porta potty example? Okay, so the, okay, let's let's okay. Let me, let me start from there, because, I mean, I know the Exodia thing really hit you, okay? But I'm going to say this, okay? So my tactic, okay, uh, it's, it's more of a, of a consequence, right? I do, I do try to give you three warnings. That's, that's, my, that's my number one rule, okay? I, I know the first one, it's a mistake. You know, if you don't know, then you cannot, you cannot change something you don't know, so therefore I give you the first one as a freebie. Like, listen, I know you it's the first time. I'll, I'll let it slide, so, you know, try not to do it again. So the second time is usually, okay, fine, you know, honest mistake, you know, you're trying your best, you're not, you did it again, that's okay, you know, we're, we're working on it, you know, it's a work in progress and whatever, I'll let it slide the second one, but I, I'm a little stern on that one, it's like, listen, you know what, I know you did it before, I know you're doing it again, uh, please not try not to do it the third time, right? If the third time happens, then I'll say, listen, now you're just making fun of me, now you're just trying to push your buttons, now you're just trying to see how far you get. This is your last warning. I love it more, you know, firm or stern. And I said, listen, don't do this again. You've already done it three times. And if you do it again, then there will be consequences. On the fourth one, that's when I go with the extreme and I start cutting cards and headphones and a bunch of other stuff. Because now at this point, now you're just trying to make a fool out of me. And my number one rule is don't make don't, a fool. Don't, make, don't try to make a fool out of me, right? That's pretty much as, as, as a respect that a parent should give to his kids and vice versa, right? That's, that's pretty much how I, I roll, right? So I give them the respect, the decency to give them three, three warnings or three opportunities to make it better. And if they go to the first one, it's because they, now you're already pushing my buttons, right? So that time, you did push my buttons three times before I cut your cards. I mean, you didn't hide on the, on the porta party for four times. You didn't do that. But you did three different things that, you know, made me go all berserk at and, and the exotic cards, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is my point, all right, before I go into this whole rant. I understand that, that, you know, in order for a parent or in order for us to not raise a child who is entitled, I think that a little bit of, of uh, responsibility and a little bit of consequences, it's always the best solution, right? Uh, I read a, a, a quote that said, if you want responsible kids, if you want 
responsible adults, you have to put a little bit of responsibility to keep him on the ground. That's that's what the what the meme said. And I believe that. I believe that if you want somebody to be responsible, you have to give him a certain level of responsibility and chores and whatever you wanna whatever you want, right? The key here is that once they actually break the rules, you have to pull the trigger. And that that is that is something that I try not to do, but it does happen. That was a meme? No, 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 no. The meme was, in order for you to keep your, your kids responsible, you have to put responsibility on them to keep them on the ground, right? On the floor, yeah. right? Oh, that's not Leveled. A, that's not a meme, though. That's an inspirational quote. Yeah, but I saw it on a meme, right? Yeah. See, this is where you get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I he hear saw, it. I hear it, but I saw it on a meme. You are, you, are breaking my, you are breaking my First Amendment right. <laughs> He saw it on the Doge meme. He just yeah. big Doge, little yeah. Doge. Yeah, big Doge, little Doge. That's exactly what I saw. That's exactly where I saw it. You okay. want to get two more chances. And then <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. Now you're you push. Off. Listen, you're going to get kicked off of the pilot, all right? All right? We still got like two more segments to go, all right? Okay. So I, I think that that's the key. You have to pull the trigger. Now, this is where this is where I've noticed a lot of new parents of our generation, right, that they don't do. I don't think they actually pull the trigger enough. And I think that's where the kid learns to push the buttons and because there's no consequences and they don't pull the trigger not literally right guys we know that it's not literally right and we're not shooting kids not right literally. we're not literally shooting kids okay but but you know you have to pay make and pay consequences i'm not saying you go and beat them up i'm just saying hit them where it hurts and not i mean literally again you know metaphorically speaking like he like in in the in the case of piggy here he really loved his Exodia cards, and I really needed to bring a lesson to the table. So that was the that was the only the only thing. And I did say you were not gonna get him again, but you did get him back, didn't you? You did get him back. Did you lose him again? You did get him back. You did. You did get him back. I don't remember him ever getting. Yeah, him. he got he him did. back. Yeah, Grandma bought him for him. Oh no! It was Slay for the Sky Dragon and the God cards. It was not Exodia because the God cards came with that pack and minus Exodia. He did not get Exodia back. He got the God cards. Oh, uh, never mind. Scratch that. So you didn't get it back. But I did say you're not gonna get him back. We can negotiate after the show. <laughs> <laughs> we can negotiate it after the show. Okay, right. So do you do you think that that that's that's fair? That we need to um, in order for for a child not to be entitled, we need to give them a little bit more responsibility because that's pretty much how how back in Mexico that's how we learned. Mm-hmm. We needed to have those those consequences and responsibilities for us to be more more stable. Because if not, forget it. We would have been a mess. I mean, yeah. we were a mess, but you know, not a bigger mess. Yeah, because I mean, I grew up helping my mom since I can. Remember, you know, when we came to this country, she was a single mom and I had to help, you know, do the dishes and do chores. And I know like these kids have started doing uh, chores since they were two, at least. And, you know, at least with like little things. And obviously now they're, you know, chore list got it bigger. But I mean, they also need to learn that when they get out of the house, that's what they have to do, whether they like it or not. They, mm-hmm. they have to do the laundry. They have to do their dishes. They have to have a, a clean house. You know, but I have seen a lot of kids now, or or even parents now. You know, they don't let the kids do anything because oh my God, he's just a kid, and he's probably like five or six or or, or even nine, and they don't want the kid. They don't let the kids do anything because for them he's just a kid, and they just want the child to have like a nice childhood with nice memories. But you know, when they grow up to you know be an adult, they don't even know how to take care of themselves. That's true. So for me, it's like I feel like there has to be a balance. You have to give them responsibility so they, when they grow up and get out of, your ho- of the house and they know what to do with their lives and, and how to care, 
care for themselves. All right, Ms. Nexit, anything you want to add? Um, I think having nice memories with discipline is actually possible. Like people, maybe, I know. Said I know, the Soviet Union in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it, sounds, it sounds whack. But I know a lot of people believe nowadays that discipline actually does bring like traumatizing memories, right, mm -hmm. to some kids, which in some cases is valid. Some cases parents do actually cross the line and it is valid that they have those traumatizing things. However, I do believe also that if you discipline a kid, you can also have good memories. For example, when I was five, he took us to go do laundry uh, for a very long time. And if we did a good job, we got like snacks, or, yeah. right, at the at the store next door. We got Arizona and all that stuff. So, yeah, we did learn the discipline of how to do our actual laundry, but we also started learning how the you get the rewards for the hard work that you do, which is what this generation lacks because this, like, mm, they, lack, <laughs> they lack it a lot because I've met a bunch of kids that don't know how to do their laundry. Or don't know how to vacuum. Or don't know how to sweep. That's astonishing. You're 16 and you don't know how to pick up a broom correctly. <laughs> that, that's sad. If only you guys could see the hand movements she's making right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like, she looks like Mussolini giving a speech. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can clean this entire apartment in under an hour. So wait, don't you? I'm yeah. just kidding. Ah, she got burned. They're still and, waiting. And some people... Any day now. She said an hour, not this hour. Oh. Yeah. Any I mean, hour, but not right now. Specifically yeah. right now. Let's say the hour, exactly. And some kids don't know how to wash a tub. That's astonishing. 16 and don't know how to do half the things that we know how to do now. You know? And I think they're losing at that point because when you grow up and you move out and now you're an adult and there ain't no there ain't no baby mama there to do it for you how are you gonna do it now because you don't know how to do it what are you gonna youtube yeah. it you're gonna tiktok it now like is that what we're gonna move on to like is that really the way this generation is going to that we're gonna have to tiktok our way out of every single problem that just Maybe. sounds really sad it sounds really depressing because now you're relying on well what nowadays isn't even reliable because but see, it's, fake but news. I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't blame them. I will blame. I will blame the. Uh, back in the eighties and nineties, uh, I know that we had a, uh, and I have mentioned this many times before. But in the eighties and nineties, there was this generation of parents who, who I'm not gonna say, you know, millennials, but they were millennials. I, I'm not gonna say it. But no, no, seriously, it's it's those those I I think it's those babies that were like, oh my god, you know, we can't do this. Oh my god, it's too sensitive. Oh my god, and they they it, they you know they engrave those ideas in this in now this generation C, uh, no Z, yeah C, and that's why we're seeing that, you know. But Piggy, what do you what do you think? Just to close, because we've been talking for thirty two minutes now. It's been thirty two minutes. It's been thirty two minutes. It felt like I've been talking for fifteen minutes. Okay, it's been, well, yeah, it's been thirty two minutes. So. Anything to close? Nah. Fair enough? Uh, well, for me... Mom? Mom? <laughs> I will stay here a long time. <laughs> Again, this is a podcast, not a, not a therapy session. No, that, that, that's... We can do that, but I mean, we can... Uh, yeah. No, I would just say, like, you know, there has to be a balance between discipline and, and loving somebody and listening to them. But if you really want to raise a kid that is not entitled, give them responsibilities, have them have consequences for their actions and also just spend time with your kids like 
you know, I think for us, is that's what's being very important because even though we have like the cell phones, the one rule is that no cell phones on the on the table when we eat, so we can actually have a conversation about our day, um, how our day is going. So they can also feel like you know, they're they're important and then they they are heard. Um, and I don't know. Well, for what I've seen, even in restaurants, there are families who are eating and they're all on their phones. That's important that you actually are present when you are with them and not just have a body there with them. But yeah, definitely consequences for their bad behavior and, and stop blaming, you know, the world for how you, your kid is turning out when it's your responsibility. You hear that Encanto? You hear that? You hear that Encanto? <laughs> that was a personal crush. <laughs> you were holding that in for a while. I could no, see no, 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 no. No, I, I just, I just, you know, whatever. We're not, we're not, people. we're not talking about that. That's a different topic. <laughs> We don't talk about Bruno, no, 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 no. Okay. He's about to slam his table. I was about, I I'm not gonna. I was about to slam the table, but then I remembered. Yeah, no. That's what right, I too. I might be have. Listen, there is no good technique when it comes to being a parent. You know, every child is different. Everybody has a personality. You know your kids. You know you do what you gotta do. Okay. The only thing I will say is, yeah, you know, find a balance. There. Are, there are some kids that enjoy physical activity and they don't want to talk. They just want to do things and there's other kids just want to sit down and watch tv and you know you 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 get you have every opportunity during the whole day that that um that you can actually spend with your kids now some people say no it's you know it's it's because it's too much time and i don't have enough because i work yeah but you know eventually they're gonna put you in a nursing home so like you know yeah i mean that's the way i see it that's my motto like listen you're a good dad i'm like no i just I believe I'm a good dad when, when I'm end up in a nursing home. So, you know, I'm already not doing a good job because I, I cut the Exodia cards and whatever. But every every child is different. You know, you guys know your, your kids, and, and we just we just try this. And I'm going to tell you the same thing I told them when, when they were growing up. Listen, I am learning as I go, right? I'm not, I'm not a wise man. I am not that smart to figure out how, how to work with a person. And whatever mistake I make right now, it's the first time making it because nobody, go, you know, comes out with a with a manual of how to treat a person, right? So I'm gonna make mistakes. You're gonna make mistakes. But at the end of the day, we're just gonna we're just gonna have to roll with the punches. And that's the first thing I told them when they were younger and they started getting conscious. So I try my best, and I fail sometimes, and sometimes I I make it, sometimes I miss it, and whatever, you know. But I guess that one thing that we do come in in you know consensus is responsibilities and consequences. You agree? Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, oh, you guys get to pick the music this time. All right? Let's so, Miss Jackson, Ooh, all right. I am for real. Okay, I'll let you go. We'll be back after this. And we're back, guys, for the second segment. Uh, how do you guys have, have having fun? For I'm, your first, yeah, I'm for having your first, a blast. Oh, yeah. yeah. For your first great. one, yeah, you yeah. guys. So, you, is it uh, positive so you guys can create, a, you know, our, our own podcast and... Talk about the family issues that you guys want to talk about. Again, well, it's not a therapy session. I can talk, session. but it depends like, on like the ratings. Cut, like my cut cards. Oh, God. Like your cut cards, yes. yes. I'm going to send you to therapy for that. We moved on. Let's we moved go. on. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Done moved on. Listen, Everybody moved on. Leave the past in the past. <laughs> Listen, I cut, she cut her headphones. You cut your Exodia cards, you know. We're whatever. The same. Whatever. The same, you know. Though. You know. Whatever. You know, I was left in another country. So whatever. Everybody moves on, right? Oh, my God. Everybody moves on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Sir. Yes. Get some I did. That's why I'm the awesome parent that I am right now. Ta-da! Anyways. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
second topic, since I'm, I already have them here and they're excited. Second topic, okay? How are the weak fathers damaging the ways boys are being raised today? Now, that's a, li that's a little tricky one. I'll give you that, okay? Because that word, weak, it's very open to interpretation, right? Um, I think that a, a father who thinks he's weak could be a very stern and aggressive father who can actually be abusive, right? But he thinks he's weak. Now, I guess that in order for us to get into the detail of this, what do you guys consider weak in that sense? I think it just goes back to the uh, discipline aspect of it. So if like their kid does something wrong and they're if and they're like mom or like Miss um Miss Jackson. Miss Miss Jackson. Oh we're gonna call her with Jackson? We're gonna, we're gonna call her Miss okay. Jackson. Miss Jackson. And, uh, I mean we're, we're for real. Yeah. yeah but we I'm, didn't make to make you cry. I apologize, I truly am. You're hurting but, my feelings. But if the kid does something wrong and then the father is like, Oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. No, dude. Okay, like if if the kid himself did something wrong, knowing, knowing, because I've seen a bunch of these kids, knowing that they did something wrong and do it anyway, and the dad apologizes, no, okay, because the way I don't know if, it, if it, it's just the way that our my, our mentality is, but there's a hierarchy. There it is a hierarchy. Um, the parents come up on top. We simply just obey whatever the rules parents set, right? Any, any psychologist would be like, man, those kids are really screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> then again, we grew up watching shows like Attack on Titan and Happy Tree Friends. So Yeah, Happy Tree Friends. I love that show, but definitely not for kids. And Your mom was like, I have no idea what you're going to talk about. You actually, she actually showed us Happy Tree Friends. <laughs> yeah, it was her. I yep. don't remember that It was show. an accident. She put it on her, on her list. And she, she said, was like, I pledged the fifth. Yeah, I, I will not agree nor deny that, that happened. I don't remember. But I was working nights at those times, so I don't know what. I <laughs> Going back to the, to the the discipline thing, though, um, and and they don't correct their child on it. They are not pulling the trigger, like you said before, and they are not showing them the the acts of what they did wrong. They're what not giving think? them consequences. I think that a weak father definitely is a father that doesn't know how to pull the trigger. And I think I have shown through a lot of actions that I can definitely pull the trigger. And I definitely have. I definitely have in many situations where some, someone's crossed the line and I said, you know what, man? I pulled the trigger. Okay, I want to hear an example. Because that, that I've, I, I've never heard that from you, so I really want to hear an example of that. Yeah, man. I definitely have pulled the trigger. Mm -hmm. That's not an example. Yep, I've, I've pulled the trigger before. <laughs> You know what? He pledges the fifth. He, he, also he wants the fifth. to yeah. okay. proceed. Objection. Hearsay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Das mom. Das mother. Das mother. Okay. Um, so for me, my definition of a weak father would be somebody with no, uh, with a weak character, who, like, Nancy here said, you know, like, like any woman can just come and. You know, and and do whatever he she wants with him. You know, you're like do this, and then he go he goes like there's no no opinion on the matter on any matter. He just goes and follows whatever. Um, I think a man should be also a leader of the house. But when you have you are weak in, in character, how are you going to lead your house? But that also could be open to a misinterpretation, because that could also be led to abuse. 
yeah, from part of the woman to the men. Because no, no. if you're if you don't if you can not stand up for yourself, you know, as a man and say, okay, this is what I want, you know, this is how you know who I am, then you're just pretty much just living like a you know following what other people say, and then you let your kids run over you. I think what I'm trying to say is when you say there are the you said what leaders, you leaders. Okay, so when you say they're the leaders, a lot of men depend on their on their ideology believe they are the pinnacle of the house right they're the ones that set the rules and have to be followed right and they don't have they don't live no wiggle room for anybody to make mistakes or anybody to express themselves right for example you know back in our days it was our you know our fathers our grandparents right where they're like, no, you have to do this because, you know, I say so because I'm the man of the house, right? Mm -hmm. we, can, we can agree with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So nowadays, I agree that that's actually an abuse. That's a type of abuse. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't agree with that, right? But I do agree it's the fact that that's open to a misinterpretation, right? You are the leader. Now, the way I see a leader, it's the way that you have to sacrifice a lot of things for you to make your family or your group succeed which I have spoken about on the show about leadership, and I, I agree that with the quote that says the eater eats last because they're the ones that have to make sure of everything, and the leader does take the responsibility of everything but not the glory of anything. So men at this point, I don't think they can, they can be leaders because society has taught us that now they're equal partners. So even if you want to be a leader or if you want to be a strong character father, Society or at least, um, you know, womanhood has taught them that that behavior is abusive. So how do we overcome that? Well, I think, that, like I said, that's another thing, like how the parents, like, for, for example, like in this um, generation, we are creating weak men, you know, as moms. I'm talking, like, in this sense, moms, because we as moms, sometimes we overprotect our sons. You know, because they're little, oh, you know, he's he's just a boy. He cannot do this. He cannot do that. And you don't even give him a chance to even, you know, like, let's say for, like, do chores, something simple. Mm -hmm. We are, as moms, we're like, oh, overprotect. Oh, no, I can do it. He can go play video games. While you kill, you know, as a mom, you kill yourself trying to go to work, cooking, cleaning, while the boy is just sitting watching TV or playing video games or whatever, you know, because he's just a boy. So when he grows up, then he doesn't know how to do anything, just like we said previously. And I think as moms, since we are the ones that some, we are at home with the kids the most, mm -hmm. we have, like, that bigger role to create stronger boys to be a stronger men. But we cannot just do everything for the boy And then when he grows, you know, he graduates high school or he be like 20, 30, he's still living with you and no job. I mean, I already passed that stage, so I'm already <laughs> messed up. What do you think? You're, you're literally at this point where you can either be messed up or not messed up. So I mean, that's true. But I do agree with the fact that a lot of moms are overprotective. For example, the fact that Das Mada over here didn't even, <laughs> didn't even let me have my first Nerf gun until I was like 13. <laughs> So that, that was that was very overprotective. So she would she wouldn't let me buy a Nerf gun until I was 13, but she let me watch violent shows when I was six. So no, I don't know how not. that works out, but it, I'm not going to question it. But yeah, definitely there's this uh, definitely is a therapy session for you guys. I yeah. swear this is yeah. Right. But uh, 
Other than that, I think I've said enough because I don't want to agree with her or disagree with her. I mean, anymore. if we if we if we I don't are... want to disagree with her anymore because I feel like I'm already she's already giving me a death glare. So I'm gonna stop right here. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna throw you know blame around, I mean, you did give me a dirty glass of milk when I asked you for it on Sunday, and you're like, oh, you didn't ask for a clean one. I mean, <laughs> I didn't. I thought it was I common know... sense. I thought it was common sense. I didn't know that cup was 12 hours old. <laughs> I mean, you didn't see the ring of milk at the bottom? No. Oh, okay, so then, you know, I guess. I guess. Somebody needs new glasses. Or. I do. We stop, or we stop victim blaming and saying that I didn't communicate myself properly. And this is what I'm, I'm talking about. Because now boys are, or teenage now, they're blaming other people and they don't take responsibility for their actions. And now this is a perfect example. That's true. But you backed it up, though. You did back it you up. You did back and it we up. Discussed yeah, you discussed this the first time. You said yeah, it yeah. was not his fault. Yeah. Dad, or Mr. Well, Charlie over here did not yeah, uh, communicate but, to get a clean cup. That's right. Well, yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah. But the way that I have raised my son is so he will know better, um, you know, to, to yes. bring a clean cup. But in my defense, in my defense, <laughs> when you say, get me a glass of milk, and then you hand me that glass, I'm going to assume, oh, he wants the milk in this glass. I'm going to go pour the milk in this glass. Well, so that, that, is, that is what was going on. Yeah. That is the universal sign for put me the milk in well, this no, glass. That, that, is, that is true. That is true. If I'm giving you a glass yes. that is transparent, has no spots on it, then yes. But if you see a <laughs> ring of milk at the bottom... You don't. You know it's dirty. I mean, you didn't specify yeah. that it was twelve. Well, let's hours go back to the topic. Old. Let's go back yeah. to the topic. I, I mean, I, whatever, I, man. Another blooper. Another blooper. No, this is actually gonna stay on the show. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so, what do you think? See, there's there's a lot of things that I that I think about when I think of um, the weak parental figure. One is that I I don't think I can say that we're actually raising weak boys because I'm not a boy. I don't know exactly what boys go through and what exactly they experience just like guys don't know what girls go through and what they experience so i can't be specific for sure all i know is that we gotta be open-minded to what the way fathers raise nowadays but i i I disagree with some of the ways that they uh raise their guys i mean think about this you in the future if you decide of course you're gonna marry one of these men so that's gonna affect you. So what? Do, what do you? Yeah. I think it's more of a of a personal preference. Some women like men like that. Good for you. Shoot your shot. Have a nice life. You only for, miss ninety nine. You only miss ninety nine percent of the shots you don't take. For me personally, I would prefer to be some with someone that's uh, common sense and gets a clean cup. <laughs> <laughs> and, hint hint. <laughs> And someone who doesn't necessarily have to be structured, but someone who has an idea for what they want and and definitely isn't isn't doesn't have a double standard. I think it should be one like a like a not a leader. Well, a leader, but not not in the way where he he goes over my opinions and my ideal ideals. Right. But just in a way where we can both. Uh, equalize each other because I believe that's important too. That that way to balance each other out as well. But uh, I I personally believe that that generation that, in my opinion, I would like to date somebody like that is going down the drain for sure. Well, first of all, we we're gonna 
you know, we have to decide if we're going to let you date because, you know, right. you're my only daughter. And then back in, you know, back in our days in Mexico, we just put you in a convent and then you know, we don't never let you go. <laughs> so, I mean, right? Is that the, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, okay, got it. She's like, whatever, man. <laughs> whatever. Okay, so I, I think that one of the top, one of the points that we have to cover, right, is it's a conversation we had one time in one of the restaurants. And, and you know, we have a, we have a person in common. And this person... um was there was a miscommunication. I'm going to call it miscommunication, right? We're not giving any names, but you guys will remember this conversation. It's a miscommunication. Now, you guys were supposed to meet someone, right? And this boy never showed up, right? Oh, okay. yes. Okay, so the, the conversation went to, oh, yeah, no, you know, he's what is he doing? He's already old enough. He, you know, if he has word, he needs to blah, 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 right? And then you ladies give the opinion of, of what a man should do, right? Because I asked you, like, okay, so what do you think a man should do? And what do you think a man should do? And what do you think a man should do? And you guys were saying, no, you know, he has to be this and he has to be that and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually I told you, I told uh, Piggy here, you see, every person has a different idea of what a man should be. Right. right? And I think that's one of the keys that there's the mis misconception and why we're in this position. Because we really don't have a definition, a clear definition of what a man should be. Because everyone has a different definition of what a man should be. So us, as men, or, or Piggy here as, as, as a boy, growing up, knowing that every person has a different definition of a man, does have contradictory ideas. And does create this, this, this new personality of, of, of parents. Which, again, once you are older and you're sad, once you learn those habits, they're really hard to, to unlearn. So I think that... What would be the best the best idea to change that 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 to teach us a boy what really um, will be beneficial for him, but also keep a balance of the life of people that are around him? What do you think would be the best balance? We don't we know there's no simple definition, right? So what do you think would be a balance for a young man and, and a young adult and an you know older person to consider? What do you think? Well, I think, um, like I said, you know, obviously everything comes from the house, but I, I know there are uh, times when, um, you know, boys cannot get like a good example or, or, you know, at home and sometimes just finding a mentor, you know, if you can, if you think that you don't have, um, you know, like a good example of, you know, a, a father or even a mother, you know, because um, we're not perfect, you know. But find a, a good mentor that, you know, you can follow because, um, like, honestly, like, your your future depends on what you do now, you know, as a, as a teenager. Because you cannot just, like, grow up and, and, and you know, not, not have that, um, like, strong character in you. You know, if you don't have it, then you find it. You'll get it somewhere, you know. Just like, you know, some girls, you know, they don't feel loved at home. They go and, and have sex out there. Well, then if you don't have, like, a good father figure or mother figure, you know, try to find a good mentor. You know, when you don't have a, something, then go and get it. But make sure it's it's someone, you know, that's, that's healthy, that has work on them, you know. Because we all go through things, you know, even, like, Mentors have gone through rough times in order to be where they are now. So 
you know, there's always somebody out there. But, you know, sometimes these kids are so into what they don't have. You know, they just, um, they, they don't think about, you know, maybe I can find somebody to, you know, to listen to because they think that because we're adults, we don't know anything. That is actually a good point because before it was, oh, the adults know everything, so we shouldn't question them. Now they're not questioning them because they think we don't know nothing. So that's that's another gener generational, you know, Shit. misconception. I don't know. I don't know what to think because oh, that's interesting. Elaborate on that. Because I don't feel like I don't feel like I know enough to elaborate anymore on this conversation. I mean, think about the future. Think about in about ten years from now. So, what do you think that you will change differently to see yourself uh, at that? you know, having that outcome. You know, in Think and Grow Rich, the, you know, Napoleon Hill says that in order for you to actually succeed, you need to have a plan. And for you to have a plan, you need to see the end goal, right? It's kind of like playing chess. You, you got to do the checkmate, so therefore you got to see the end goal. So how do you see succeeding or creating your goals in the future so you don't become what you what we're talking about today? It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of tough. No, once you, once you, again, once the jokes are aside and everything, once you think about it, this is this is a, a a topic that it's a little complex. There's no right answer for this, to be honest with you, because maybe those men do not think they're weak. Maybe we just are. We are seeing our perspective because our brain is telling us because we saw something in in our lives that made us decide that they're weak. So are so the question will be at this point: Are they really weak men? What do you guys think? I mean, well, no, go ahead. I mean, this is pretty much the podcast. This is an opinion. So what do you guys think? I mean, in my opinion, I, you know, I've seen, the, you know, grown men, like, I mean, grown men, they can't even fix anything at home. Or they wait for their wife to get home to, you know, fix something. Or, you know, I mean, and I'm not saying that that's what, that's one thing that men should do, you know, because I think, you know, women, some there are women who like to fix things too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, okay, if you are at home, you know, and you see something that's broken, why not fix it? You know, like let's say like a light bulb or, or something, you know. But I've seen men that cannot even cook. So would you say that it's not necessarily weak? It's just that they lack initiative? I mean, that's a really good point. Because maybe they're not weak. Maybe they just don't want to do it because they're either they're lazy or they lack initiative or because... They never learned or because nobody taught them or but, maybe they did okay. and, and they have a, an issue with it because it brings them a traumatic, I mean, memory. I don't know. I mean, there could be many, many but different But then, then don't play to be a husband. Don't play, don't play house. If you're not ready for marriage and you you know you don't like cooking or you you cannot cook or you can, then why play house? Well, no, I don't think they're playing house. I think they just, there's some strengths and weaknesses. Maybe, maybe again, because in your perspective... Maybe you're seeing it as a weakness when in reality, his wife is just okay with it. And that's what I mean. It's hard to be a man because for one woman, that could be a weakness. For another one, it could be a strength. Because I've seen moms, you know, like wives that, you know, with of husbands who cannot fix anything and they're frustrated because, you know, they get tired too. They work, they cook, they, you know, take care of the children. And, you know, and they also have to go and fix things that the husband can also fix. True. So, you know, so, I mean, why wait for the wife to tell you, you know, can you change the bulb or can you fix this? Or can you, you know, that is and, true. And yes, it could be initiative, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. To me, it would be like common sense kind of, you know, that, 
if something is broken at home, don't wait for your wife to tell you if you know that's broken and that it is, needs to be fixed. That is true. But then again, you have the other aspect where he's doing everything and she's staying at home, being a good home you know, maker and cooks and takes care of the kid. But cannot go to school, cannot study, cannot actually better herself because he's not alone because he's doing pretty much everything. And the first excuse they say is, if I'm providing, why do you need to do any of that? See, that's a weakness, too. Well, yeah. I'm not saying... I mean, and it's like the way they, they're raised, too. You know, because I also... Being, you know, around men where they don't want the the wife even to drive because they're doing everything for the wife. And they're... Because they think they're by doing that, they're providing for the wives. And, you know, so I, I get that. But I think they are very... Um, for what I have experienced, and I'm talking my own experience, I have seen the cases more where the the husband is just more like a kind of follower or, you know, doing whatever, you know, the wife tells them or just, or society, you know, whatever, but they don't have like an opinion. They don't, they don't, they just kind of follow. There's just kind of like a body with no opinion. And I think, you know, they're also human beings, which they also have an opinion that, that should also be listened to. Do you I mean, believe that it could also be like the generational aspect that changes also too that changes the definition of a, what a so-called weak man would be it definitely the generation definitely and that's that's a that's a, a given and the reason why i'm saying that is because i'm i'm from a generation that that the husband or the father was the provider so let's say for example i remember when when i was a kid my grandfather will take all of us to get wood right to go to the forest because we used to have a, a forest near to the house. We would go and collect wood, all the boys, because the boys were supposed to be the heavy lifters and they carry heavy. And then the, the you know, the daughters will stay home and they will cook the, the food, right? So we grew up like that, right? What that also entitles is that we had the last say in on anything, right? Obviously, with the internet and the 80s and the 90s and the generational change, now that it's split between two two groups, right? You can... Women can do the same thing as men do, right? Or girls can do the same thing as, as, as boys do. And that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. The issue here that I that I find is that people want to be, be over somebody else. And that's what I, I completely disagree on. I don't care if you are man, woman, transgender, whatever you consider yourself, you know, at this point. If you want to be above somebody else, then we're having an issue, okay? Because I believe we have to be on the same level. I believe there are weaknesses and strengths. I believe that your strength can be my weakness but if we level each other out i my strengths could be your for your benefit too right so that's pretty much what what uh, napoleon hill said the the group the mastermind group right in other terms they're called socialism whatever you want to call it that's all you that's on you my point is this right once you believe either you're a man or a woman that you're above somebody else then i disagree with it and that's the generational thing right now with the whole controversy women want to end up in quotes patriarchy and the patriarchy in quotes wants to keep the women oppressed it's it's just ridiculous it shouldn't be that way in my opinion right but it is what it is and it is generational because back then things were simpler i will come in bring whatever i had to bring provide whatever i had to provide i get the food i was happy she was not so happy and that's why we had the whole feminism movement right which is going to be our next topic right but it was simpler in the men's perspective, but not in the woman's. Now, it's the other way around because you want to be on top of somebody else, right? So that's where the complexion comes in. And I, I agree that it's just generational. I think in some cases, not in every case, but I think in some cases the, 
the woman tries to take over kind of like the relationship or the household or the family because she doesn't see she doesn't see initiative in the part of the men so she thinks that she's got to take you know do two jobs her job is as a mom as a as a wife or as a woman and 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 the husbands because sometimes there are husbands who just you know go to work and come back you know come home and just want to watch tv so i mean i feel like in some cases women feel like they have to take over the even the man's job in 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 the men's you know in the household i mean that's true again it's a it's a complex it's a complex uh conversation and that's why in the beginning i said let's let's identify first what does weak mean because again to you in the perspective could you you consider that weak but in in other perspectives that could be a strength so it's crazy isn't it all right anything else before we finish Nope. No, no, I think I think that's it. All right, we're gonna close this one right here, right now. We're gonna go and listen to some more music, and we'll be back after this. Before I before I actually send you guys to the music, uh, if you guys have listened up to this point, um, I know that some of you are listening on Google Podcast and on Apple Podcast and Amazon and Audible and uh, Castbox and a bunch of other other sites. Okay, those don't play the music. What plays the music is the Spotify Premium. Now, I do have right, a link that will give you two months free of Spotify Premium right, for, for newcomers. Right? You can go to the, to the page, the, Nelly, the Charlie Nelly Baby Show, and you can actually go to the link and you can get two months of Spotify free. Now, what does that do? It gives you a bunch of benefits on Spotify and it lets you listen to the music we play on the show. Right? So go ahead, guys. Go to the link. Get your two months of free Spotify. I love Spotify Premium. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's like a dream come true. It's a dream come true. I, I swear to God. If you listen, if you love music and you like podcasts and you like a bunch, you can find anything there. But go ahead, get your two months free, and go to the link. I will put it on the on the page. And again, enjoy the music there. That my guests today are gonna be picking because this is their list. This is gonna be their list for music. All right. So we'll be back after this. All right, we're back for the last segment of this awesome pilot dash the Charlie and the Baby Show segment. Okay, mm-hmm. how are you guys having fun? I, yes. yes, yes, I think this is really fun. Honestly. Listen, I hope you wind us again. No, well, well yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, you guys, yeah, please vote for us so we can come back. We'll I mean, <laughs> no, like like I said, okay. So the idea after that conversation in the restaurant was that you know, we w- I wanted to have her, you know, I have to have them because they wanted to do a podcast. They never done a podcast, and they're always like, okay, you know, well, sounds interesting. I said, okay, cool. But the idea is that, and this is what we're generating, is that we actually want to do a podcast, all of us together, right? An official podcast with all of us included together, where. We want to give uh, ideas, opinions, you know, how we actually go on a daily daily lives, right? Uh, how, from my perspective, their perspective, and everything goes around the world. Because I think that it's, one, quality time with us. And, two, we get to express what we see and feel and do in the outside world. And, three, we just need to have fun, right? Because we want to do something together. Now, here, das Mada, das Mom. <laughs> <laughs> She wants to. She, you know, she she got high on the on the fight of the famous life, 
Right? Oh, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. And oh, again, well. and again, follow up on on that play because we're gonna do that. What's the name of the play? Uh, Levi and the multi-use Fitbit. That's right. We're gonna do yeah, that. You Fantastic. have to do the, you have to do the backstory. Five out of five. Because nobody knows right. what why the story. Why what's oh, yeah, the backstory? We, we should give context as to yeah. why that is. Levi and and. The I mean, go ahead. Your idea. I mean, that's true. Okay, so they were doing the play, right? And then we noticed. Well, first of all, her character was Levi. Oh, yeah. Her character was Levi. That's, yeah. a, that's a good place to start. Yeah. And one, we noticed, of the, one of Joseph's brothers. Yeah. We noticed that she didn't take off her Fitbit. <laughs> I forgot. I was, I was rushing into changing, uh, you know, character, and then I forgot to take, out, to take off my Fitbit watch. But why you forgot to take it off? Irrelevant. Point is, you had it on. <laughs> and then, that's true. And then Charlie over here, no, he's like, Levi didn't have a Fitbit. Why does she have her Fitbit? I said, I don't know, man. You remember, remember before the whole the whole famine and the whole drought before they were poor, they were they were doing really good. <laughs> I was hiding the Fitbit. Yeah. In <laughs> they were doing really good. So in that time, they bought a Fitbit. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also here, Netsit said that um, that the Pharaoh was more more into the Wi-Fi. And I said, yeah, but he was rich, right? The Pharaoh was rich, and he had he had money because he was invested in pyramids, right? So, but not not Levi. I just said I just said that Joseph gave it to me as a gift or forgiveness because he forgave me, so I got a Fitbit. I don't think that's how forgiving works. I mean, right. I don't think the person that you're trying to forgive to is going to be the one to give you a well, gift. Well, he was yeah. nice, okay? So he forgave me and gave me a watch. There you go. <laughs> Which he happened to use for a bit. For a little bit, correct. For a little, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. For a bit. So that therefore, Levi and the multi-what? The multi-use Fitbit. The multi-use Fitbit. Clearly Joseph... it's been passed around a, a couple. Of, you know, we don't question the Fitbit's history. We just know that it ended up with Levi. Yeah. 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 Going yeah. on yeah. from there. I mean, Basically you never know. There's so many treasures out there that if you keep digging, you might find more di- Fitbits out there, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, I don't know. I mean, we, we know about the tablet, right? The first tablet, it was the actual rock, and people used to write on it. So, I mean, hello. It was great, guys. You know. <laughs> Oh, I get it. So the Wi-Fi, it's pretty much the pyramid upside down? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there that's you go. Actually, that's, that's actually brilliant. The, the story behind the Wi-Fi. Be that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and, and uh, going back to the, uh, the, you know, the comment about the, the, the family podcast that we want to do, this is pretty much the conversation we have every day in the house. <laughs> like, literally, this is pretty much what we do every single day. They sound very legit, but we're being extremely sarcastic. So sarcastic that it, they literally sound legit. Like, we yeah. really actually contemplate that's this kind of conversation. Because yeah. Mexicans got talent. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, that's a, I like that one. I like that one. All right, so we dig that. We dig that. So we're gonna we're gonna again. If we start doing this, uh, if they actually do agree with it, and they want to do it, I'll be more than happy to. So look for it. Okay, so we're gonna be doing that. Right. So last topic. Now, when I actually mentioned they could be in in the podcast, they I said, listen, usually for the guest. What I do is that they they pick their own they pick their own topic, right? And if I'm not mistaken, you you pick the one with the weak man, right? I actually picked two. Okay, she picked two. two, obviously, because you know das mother. And and here Ms. Netsi picked this topic. I don't know how this came to be. I didn't question. I just grabbed the topic and went with it. And that is fake feminism. Right. Oh yeah. This is your time to shine. Why did you pick this topic? All right. First, let's start off with stating real feminists out there. I support you 100%. 
Like, this is nothing towards you. But for the fake feminists out here, this is going to be a diss track. Okay? Like, <laughs> this is about to go this direction. Um, one, I have nothing against you personally, but I do have something against the values that you do portray when you use fake feminism. So what exactly is Let me ask feminism? you this before we continue. Are you a feminist? Yes. Okay, you're a feminist. Yes. Great. Yeah. Okay, so now that you establish that, continue. Okay. Um, for... Oh, great. Now I lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. What is I, feminism? I do that a lot. What is feminism? So feminism is basically when women fight for the equal rights of men, such as pay, uh, job opportunities, uh, treatment, on, on, you know, basically everything, right? Yeah. But then we have what are now called in this generation fake feminists. So what's a fake feminist? A fake feminist is someone that fights for... The, what they claim equal rights, but they believe to be above men. So an example of that would be, I want to get paid the same amount of men, but do less amount of work. Now, does that sound fair to anyone? No, it basically contradicts the idea of feminism, because if you're going to be putting in the work, putting in the hours, you're going to be paying, getting paid the exact same for the exact same work. But for fake feminists, they want less work more pay okay what do you think i agree with that but i think there's a whole other section of feminists that i think are also needed to be mentioned which is for example the km girls <laughs> okay <Yeah>. elaborate <laughs> what okay. the K yeah kim girls are basically kim first of all stands for kill all men now those oh, wow are, yeah so those I, are some they're like die hard they're crazy extreme. feminists who hate men and think they should die yeah. Wait, we're you, not kidding. Wait, this no, is a real wait. Thing. They they believe that men should die. Yep. Yeah. Is that what they think? Yep. Yes. All men should die. Holy cow! Okay. So there's this there's is some new to me crazy. That, though, that is that is new to me too. Yeah. There's that some I've crazy never... feminists out there, man. Okay. 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 So okay. Yeah. So then there's those kinds of feminists where you know I can I can I can tolerate that, but then there's the KM girls where they just see a man and they just look at him in disgust, like they should not they should not exist. So wow. Yeah. Okay, this so. is new to me. I did not know that. What do you what do you think? Oh, by the way, uh Das Mada here already went into full podcast mode because now she's drinking. <laughs> Everybody knows that when you do a, a, a sidetrack story, right? One of our guests said, Listen, I think you should have us on your podcast. And I said, Okay, you should be on a podcast. Def definitely, you know, when we went to Cobblestone. And and she said, I have an idea. She said, We should do a drunken podcast. And I go, what is that? She goes, well, you drink as you do a podcast. And I said, so you mean every time I do a podcast? Because that's pretty much what I do every time I do a podcast. You give me that look like, oh, my God, you drink? I only one or two. But now you're doing it, too. So there you go. No, I just, I don't know. <laughs> it, no, it relaxes you. It's nice. It's nice when you get to enjoy a drink and you talk about topics. Going back to the topic. You should get kitty wine. Okay. You want to say that a little louder because they only heard wine. Did kitty you get wine? wine? Okay, get wine. Kitty Welch's wine. sparkling juice. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, Charlie. Oh don't. my God, Charlie's feet. Give me the whole Yeah. yeah we no. just get them uh, juice. And no. with my reputation, they totally will believe it. But let's go back to the topic. <laughs> what do you think about this whole fake feminism? You're a woman, so I'm gonna t I'm gonna take you two as my my source because obviously I don't know nothing about that. I really don't. Mm -mm. Um. Well, for me, I feel like. Like, I understand women trying to, like, you know, have equal rights and, you know, equal pay and, and why not. But I think it just gets to be a 
like a little too much and sometimes you as women or well not as you but like we as women that become an, even entitled in that sense because I think sometimes we forget that we are created differently but we are both men and women created for a purpose which is like you know obviously make babies you know you know continue the race but also to support each other you know and I think like women sometimes forget that and yes i know like we discussed previously you know sometimes men do not stand up to to that level that sometimes we want but that does not mean that they are worth less than we are and i think that sometimes we we just try to like literally almost take over the world but in the wrong way because you cannot make a change you know, in, in, in people's lives, making other people feel less than you. Um, I think, you know, if we um, start seeing that, yes, we are differently, but um, we can create, uh, like, you know, we have we all have our talents, just like men and women, but if we can merge those talents instead of trying to figure out who's more than who, you know, like women being more than men or men being more than women, um, you know, we, we all have our, uh, a reason why we're here in this earth. And uh, for me to say that, you know, like my husband is more than me or I am more than my husband, it's all, that's just wrong because we're all here, like in, in our family, we all, even though we have different ideas, we somehow blend in to create something, you know, a family at home. And I think it should be the same outside, um, outside the house where, we just don't feel like we are more or less than, um, you know, than men. So it's it's really uh, again it's really a complex topic because by definition I shouldn't be talking about this, right? Because I'm a man. What do I know, right? I'm the oppressor in some sort of way, shape, or form, right? According to whoever you're talking to. Uh, there's as we know there's. At this point now, there's four different waves of feminism, right? And we know that the first wave, it goes back all the way back to ancient Greece, where they were actually starting to, to talk about giving a voice and a place for women. Um, I, I do believe that there has to be inequality. That, that, it's not even a, a, an argument. That's, that, there has to be inequality, okay? Again, I did say that on the, on the previous uh, topic. I don't like when one's above the other. I don't care if you're a woman or man or whatever. And and not to be exclusive, but we're talking about the uh, the wave of feminism, and that could include either a transgender who feels who's a woman, or bisexual, or an actual by gender and and you know by biological woman. We're gonna cover that, right? We're just gonna talk about that because again, we I don't wanna I don't want anybody to be out there listening to us and be like, hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm, I like to be a guy, but I consider myself a woman. We're not, we're, we're talking about just pretty much the idea, right? Not the gender or anything else like that. Like cisgender women. Correct. Yeah. So, with that being said, I think the best, the best wave of feminism was the second one, back in the 50s, right? Where, where women actually were fighting for, to be included in, in society, where, you know, the, the right to vote and, you know, all that stuff they fought for back in the 50s. Now, why? Because in the 40s, when the men were fighting World War II, they're the ones that stayed behind and actually created 
baseball leagues for for people to get entertained. They were working in factories. They were providing help for the front line. So, and even back in Mexico in the 1910s, there were actually women who were fighting against you know against the government, and they were standing aside with their husbands and fighting the front to change the the, the government in Mexico. So I I believe in all of that. I think that where I'm having the issue it's when when I hear people saying, I don't need a man. All right. I think that's a little bit a little bit extreme because you do need a man at some point, right? If you wanna reproduce. Yeah, I can go, you know, in Vito and I can just go to a sperm bank and get yeah, where do you think the sperm came from? <laughs> yeah, it didn't come from a woman. That's I'm just saying, you know, you don't need them physically there, but if you wanna reproduce you need the seed. You need the seed and it does come from a man. Now my idea here, and this is something I wanted to ask to a feminist, right? And not not you per se, but you know, but uh, someone who actually has have that core to the feminism, right? What if you have a son? What do you do? You know, that's a very very tricky question. Yeah, because there could be a wide range of answers for that. Like, there are some feminists that could be, oh, well, I'm going to teach my son how to respect women, how to treat women, which is which is a good example, right? Going back and, you know, treat, just learning how to respect everyone. But then there are some feminists, or uh, the fake feminists, that I don't think they would help their son at all in certain aspects of things. Because what if, since the fake feminist, it, again, in quotation marks, fake feminist, right? Because we don't want to offend anybody. But um, they keep talking trash about guys all the time. And like, like we said before, I don't need no man or we're better than men. You know, I don't think it helps at all. And that will probably lead to my next uh, topic, which would be why some people don't actually take feminism seriously. Because we have the fake feminists that overshadow the, the, the good feminists that are actually trying to make a change and actually trying to get equal rights in a lot of places. Because there are still a lot of places where women don't actually have the same rights. But they get overshadowed with the fake feminists and they don't take them seriously. They don't put their opinions um, into the, onto the table because of fake feminists that act because they tend to act a little crazy. The kill all men feminist is an example of that. Because, again, you can be equal. Basically, that's a death threat to whoever you're trying to change your mind. How are you going to change somebody's mind if you're literally sending them a death threat? That's your name. <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of arguments against KIM girls are actually that they're using somewhat of Hitler's ideology where they're replacing Jews with men. I was just actually that's thinking about that was I was just thinking about that and, and that's it's funny you brought it up because you know in China when you have I and don't quote me on this because I'm not really sure exactly about about the actual quote but I have read somewhere that if if you have I think a girl two girls the second one gets killed I thought that was just a general for a kid. I thought it was like if you had two kids. Yeah, in general. Gets... I don't think no, it's No, but the, the the rate, it's actually higher when it comes to girls. Oh, wow. It's, it's actually higher. So I'm thinking if you are against China in that sense, and again, don't quote me. I'm, I think I'm just mixing my facts. But, um, but if you go ahead and Google it. Go ahead and, and look for it. But 
I think that the higher rate of, of girls dying in China, it's, it's actually bigger than, than boys, right? So that's where they have the whole genocide, right? Or women getting killed. But if you are against that, but you are actually here, you're in favor of killing men, I mean, that's a little double standard and a little hypocritical if you ask me. Exactly why I believe why. Another reason why they wouldn't take feminism so seriously. It's kind of like, why would I put your opinion and why would I care about it if you're going to double standard it? Like, I'm not allowed to do it, but you can. I'm not going to listen to you. And that's basically anyone in any situation with a double standard. I mean, and right now, I think that the woman is actually even getting further behind in the battle because now you have the transgender community actually taking their spot. And again, nothing against the transgender community. Um, not but love for you guys, but let's be realistic. Uh, right now, with the whole the whole topic about transgender in sports, especially you know, men going into women's sports and then taking away the opportunity to women. That's actually another, another, another negative aspect in, in their, in their fight. So I think that that's something that should be brought up too as well. Right. Yeah. I, I believe so. I think it would actually fit in that category. what do you think? I see you doing research. Oh, <laughs> no, I was just reading cause they said that now they're in China. They're allowed to three children now instead of two. Okay. Well, uh, but I, cool. it doesn't say cool. anything about gender. Uh, what's, what's your source? What was the source? source? Yeah. Google. No, I know, but what was the article? Nothing? Um, no no article? No, no page? Well, Wikipedia. Got it. Okay, we so Wikipedia. Wikipedia. We love yeah, Wikipedia. So, yeah, fake feminism. Um, it's a you know, very, very, like, you have to be very careful with how you word things with fake feminism, in my opinion, because they're, they're, they're a ride <laughs> to actually talk about. They're, they... They're cool to a certain extent. Um, I think sometimes they can also be very extremist. You know, yeah. like extremist? Extremist, extremist, yeah, extremist, whatever. A hundred percent. Like, because, I mean, like you said, you know, whether they like it or not, they need a man to reproduce, to, you know, do other things, you know. But, I mean, they had a father. So does that mean that they don't like their father? I mean... There are there gotta be like important men in, in their lives, like whether it's an uncle, a grandfather, you know, somebody, you know, like that's a man that's important to them. So are they gonna say, you know, what then? What about that? What are they putting them in that sense of? And we're talking about the extremists. Yeah. What's it called? The what? The KAM girls. KAM girls. Okay. Yeah, like you know, so if you had if if unless unless this. Women, they're like the K A K A M girls. K A M. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do they be? Do they come from like an abusive um, childhood where their father was abusive to them in some sort of way, and maybe that's why they think that they cannot trust any men, and men are garbage, and they want to, you know, uh, unalive them. I mean, and I mean, where where is this idea of just because it, it has a root, you know, and it probably just started with one, and it just kept, you know, growing. But I mean, so where does that special man in their in their lives stand in? You know, like a grandfather, or, you know. Well, or, I mean, where does it I, come I from? I think. Well, I think the root is pretty much the society, right? I mean, again, before the before the fifties and the sixties, uh, before the civil movement, there was a lot of of men who abused the power and 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 abused women. I mean, that's a fact. Uh, right now, even with even right now with the whole, you know abortion laws that are that are passing you know that's they see that as a as a form of control again 
whether you're pro-choice or or you know you're in favor or against abortion, that's irrelevant. I mean, I I believe that that they're using the power, you know, in their idea. I think that men are are doing these laws, but they don't actually realize that there are also women who are in favor of these laws, right? So. I think that the history of women hasn't been the best. I mean, let's let's look at the uh, Salem Salem trials, Salem right? Yeah. I mean, who who were they burning? Witch, women, women, right? Because they thought they, they were, were witches. Wouldn't they also burn men too? No, no. It just, was women. just women. And who who burned them? Men. So that that's where the idea comes from, right? I mean, it's been thousands of years where women, I, I believe, they have been abused, and I think they do actually deserve to have equal rights like everybody else. My again, my issue is when you when when you want to be above men and you wanna and you wanna belittle them. That's where I have an issue. And my question earlier was, if you have a boy, and like you said, yeah, they will teach him how to be a proper man. But since again, going back to the first question, what it is to be a man. So I think that the whole definition of feminism and itself, it's it's also another one that's very complex. I think that if you have a rule when it says, okay, I'm a woman, you have clear cut definitions of what a woman is being a feminist just like being a man there's completely different and and depends on who you're talking to i think that if you i no, well, actually i do support feminism uh again not because i'm a man i'm like oh my god you know you, you don't know nothing about it no but i i i actually support it and not on the feminist kind of perspective but the socialist kind of perspective and you guys know i'm a socialist by heart right so what does that mean if a man is able to box, right, a woman has the right to box, right? That's just pretty much simple. But, but if you want to be a woman who's a boxer and want to go against a, a, a man, that's your right. But also pay the consequences. That's where I come from. The consequences of that is what I'm having an issue with. Because they want to, like you said, they want to have those, those rights. But what about the consequences? But that could be applied to anyone in society nowadays. We going back to the very first segment, we talk about how you know raising a child, they don't pay the consequences. So I think that feminism is the right way to go. Well, I think in like in the case of what he, uh, Mr. Pick was saying, you know that now they're not only not just disliking men, but they also want to kill them. I mean that's kind of like too much now, you know because. I mean, whether you like it or not, you came from a man, too. You know, I mean, you have a father. You have a grandfather. And you cannot just erase the reality that you do need men in this world, not only for procreation, but, you know, for for things that, I mean, we women have strengths, but we also have weaknesses, and that's where men come in, you know, yeah. to, to to support that, you know, be that support in, in our weaknesses, whether it's physical or emotional or mentally or or why not, you know? But I think, like, women are sometimes are trying to take too much in on their shoulders. They want to take the, uh, the the role of men and women, and then they they complain because they're alone, you know? But then, you it's know, a good when, point. But when men try to help, you know, they're like, oh, I don't need a man. Well, you know, it's like, okay, whether, do you need a man or no? Because, you you know, that's where I think the fake feminism comes, you know. It's like sometimes I don't feel like they really know what they want and they just kind of go with the flow. And, and then at the same time, it just becomes destructive. 
I agree. Because even, uh, for example, I think it was last year or a couple of years ago, there was like this big uh, feminist like uh, parade or something back in Mexico. And what they did, it was they put graffiti mm -hmm. all over national monuments. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if you're trying to like get an idea across, you don't go destroy public property, especially if it's like national monuments that are important in our history. What do you think about that? No, I think she's 100% right. I, I believe that they should have not done that in general. I mean, what price is the, is the is a statue or something that represents something important to someone or a country have to pay the price because of, because of that? You know, it's not the statue's fault and it's not everyone else's fault. You know, like what what if what if we have women that actually they want they they can change a lot, but you do not have to go to the to the fact that you destroy national monuments. Like I if 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 I were an outsider, right? Say we're we're going to we're going to see the both sides of the coin, right? Mhm. Mm and, I, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm leaning more towards feminism. I want them to have the same opportunities as me. I'm going to support them. And then I see them destroying national monuments or destroying something that maybe if you're patriotic, you, you, you like it and, it, and it, it means something to you and they destroy it like that. Why in the world would I support you if you're going to act like that? Now, what happens if you actually go into power with that kind of attitude and that kind of, and that kind of reaction? Now, here's my question. Are you seeing it as a as a person who has grown here in America, or are you seeing it like a person who has lived in Mexico? More as a person here in America, because I've never I've never lived in Mexico. So yeah. I think, in in my opinion, it would be probably two, two very very different ways that we we grew up. So let me ask you, ladies, this: So you live in a country where there's uh, again, fenicide, you know, very constantly. Women disappear left and right. You go to the police station and not, nobody does anything about it. You can go missing for years and, and nobody gives you any report on, on that. And the only way you could actually go against the system that it's corrupted and it's allowing you to kill your women, how will you react? I mean, honestly, to me, it's like I feel like destroying or vandalizing National Monuments is not going to do much. I think for me, if, if I had, you know, if I was actually fighting for, you know, for, you know, the attention of the government, mm -hmm. I will go straight to the government, like, building and say, hey, you know, this is what's going on. We need an answer instead of vandalizing because when you act like that, you just, people see you as you're just throwing a tantrum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of actually having, like, in okay, I, this is what I'm fighting for, you know, you have to, you have, you, just because I, I get that, you know, you want to do your marches and, and, and all this stuff, but you got to do it in a smart way. You cannot just go in and destroy other people's property and say, okay, it's my right, you know? I mean, you do have rights, but that's why the, there's the government, you know, you go and, and you know, and if, if you want to vandalize something or whatever, you know, go to the, to the right like the source. So what do you do? You, you go to the, you know, I mean, they had the, the choice to go to the president and they didn't. They the just no, they did, but they're not doing anything. The president it's the, didn't care. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's the, uh, it's, it's the system that does not support women. That's just pretty much what we're talking about. So, so 
if you are going to fix something at at let's say our at our level right not not governmental not where you go to the president or congressman or anything like that but you want to fix it at this level what would you do a here in mexico it doesn't matter because again these issues happen here too people women get discriminated here too people women get you know abused and they and you know they get mistreated so what would you do well i think in that sense i mean you know when it whatever it happened the discrimination or whatever you you go and speak up but a lot of women are not doing that well, no, they are doing it. That's why we're having all these this issues well, because now they're talking are, about it, but, but some there's are no, not. but they're not fixing it. They're not. There's no solution. And I'm not saying we're gonna fix that, you know, overnight. I'm just saying that the game plan it's not the most adequate one. And I and again, a lot of people who might be feminists are listening to me like, what do you know? You're a guy. You're a man, right? And and but I mean, just because I'm a man does not mean that I don't actually pay attention to what's going on, right? I know there's a lot of women who who need help and they're being left behind. They don't have their rights and they and they need to be they need to have a representation, right? Well, that's what we're fighting for, right? Representation of women, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So you as a person, as an individual, what do you do to have that representation when it comes to that, to women? So if I had to if I had to do it here in the United States, sure I could go to Twitter about it and be like, "Hey, I'm a Joy uh, Cam," but it, it wouldn't solve anything. Twitter is the worst place. Twitter to is go. the yeah, worst you don't place want to go to, to Twitter. Go Twitter like, I would not like Reddit is. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you don't go. Twitter. Yeah, you know you don't go to Twitter. And by the way, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very it's it's a very tricky situation but i believe if, if you play your cards right you should be able to fix it and that definitely starts with knowing who is actually trying to change things and who actually isn't okay so what will be your example of someone changing something um, see that that and that's why that's why i i want i want to bring this question up because you know we started about fake feminism right and how you guys you know, see feminism and, and whatnot, right? But the reality is this, and I said it before, it's your reality. That's what people see, right? That's You are actually trying to argue or change the idea of somebody else who is against what you believe, right? And in the book of, you know, how to win people and, you know, make friends, it says that you don't actually talk, you listen, right? And yeah. and they come and tell you what their ideas is, and you happily agree, right? Even if you disagree, you don't correct them. Because people like to listen to... People like what people listen to, right? right. So, I'm going to say this, but I mean, it doesn't have any credibility because I'm a man. And let's just keep that in perspective. If I were in that position of a woman, right? And I want to change this, I will literally actually go with the next woman who's next to me and create a group of safe haven for, that, for, that, for those women. Give them, give them the 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 sources to have help, any kind of help, right? It doesn't matter what they need, and it takes a lot of work. It does take a lot of work because the government is not going to give it to you, but you create it, right? That's the landmark model, right? You you have something, you create it, right? Isn't that what they taught us in landmark? But it could apply to anything. Now the question here is, who's willing to do it? And I have a problem with the with the with the 
with the liberals because they're they're doing fake ideology. Now that's my problem with them, not feminist itself, but but the fake ideology of the liberals. That's I hate that. I really I really dislike that. There's a lot of leaders who actually have um, what's it called groups or non for profit, and they don't help anyone. And that's where I have the issue because they're giving you fake hope. That that's just my perspective on things. But who is willing to do any of that stuff? Not for convenience. You know, I think some people are actually willing to do that. They just don't know how to do the listening part. That's my opinion. Not a lot of people know how to listen. It's a very difficult trait to learn. Because you can hear something, but are you actually listening to it? And actually, this is going to sound weird, digesting what they're saying (laughs) for the greater good. For the greater good. For the greater good. So Karl Marx is of you. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I don't know. The cool thing about us is that at this point we just stand on the sidelines. Yeah, we just, pretty we much. just wait whatever they do. We're just going to go play by ear and whatever they do. Yeah, pretty that, much. That's pretty much PS5. it. Yeah. But I do believe in that, in that sense of equality, that if they, want, if they want to be equal as us, they can be equal, but like no more, no less. They, we need to be at the same, the same bar. I agree, and you. Yeah. Got, I, I believe that you, we can push the bar together. Yeah, I we agree. can succeed together and push, uh, you know, better horizons. You give me that look, dust mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you already. It's already hitting you. He's trying. No, no, he's no. trying to agree with you, and then you give him that glare, like. Yeah. Mom. Right. I mean. I mean. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, there we go. <laughs> no, I mean. I feel that sometimes, women do not realize the impact they have on other women when they try to create groups. Um, because sometimes they might start like a group or a nonprofit or whatever with good intentions, but not necessarily the right idea. That is true. Um, and then women follow because everybody's looking for something or someone that they can feel connected to. And when they feel connected to something they will go and follow their group. But it's not necessarily um, the right ideal. And then sometimes it's not necessarily the right way of handling things. And there's a lot of nonprofits out there, whether it's for like, um, um, you know, feminists or other groups that start and and then some somewhere down the line, they just like lose their their focus and then they just exist and then they yeah. they lose the you know the 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 actual thing what they were fighting for and and now they're just fighting for whatever thing that happens in the world or around them and you're just fighting with no essence with no purpose for it just to fight and then you still have and you will always have people that are just ready to fight for something but not necessarily for the right thing i agree I agree, 100%. And that's why, again, it's very hard to actually come to a consensus because you have groups that want to kill men. You have groups <laughs> that, you know, want to do this, they want to do that, you know. And this is going to be something that it's never going to get fixed. It's just pretty much and simple, like every other aspect. And that's why I think the nihilist in me will be like, hey, listen, you know, it's just you live today, you die tomorrow, you know, let bygones be bygones. That's pretty much what it is, right? I mean, that's my perspective in any other topic. But it is a complicated one. And the ones getting affected, it's you ladies. So, like I said, we can just sit in the sidebar and be like, listen, I don't have to be involved in any of that stuff. Because at the end of the day, 
you know, they're still going to be underpaid and they're still going to have some people going to make decisions over your bodies and it's it's kind of hard. Now the problem here and this is what I'm predicting, you know, let's look about let's listen to this podcast about 20 years from now how <laughs> now the you know the boomers are leaving positions of power, right? Those boomers, but the new ones are coming in. And they're not any better. Because now we're going to the other extreme. So let's see how they mess things up. That's going to be the interesting thing to see. You know, I believe that. I think, personally, that there will never be a balance between these. I, I don't think I don't think we will ever come to a consensus about some things. I agree. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, probably because of the way we do things. Probably because of the mentality of others. You know, that'll... that'll be up to whatever, uh, you know, it'll be up to. But I personally believe that for some of the topics that involve feminism, we will never come to an agreement with that. Maybe not. I mean, they have made progress in the last 50 years. We've made progress, but there have been some topics still where it's a very difficult thing to actually come to to agree with. All right, guys. Well, 40 minutes. We were talking for 40 minutes. 40 minutes. We did it, guys. The yep. first podcast. Uh, the, first, the first segment of your podcast. <laughs> oh if you guys want to continue <laughs> this, we can continue this. But not, I mean, obviously not here. But we can continue actually opening our own podcast with the family. Well, it uh, depends what the fans say. Right if now. If they want us back. Listen, the fans yeah, can say uh, that they support us, which will be really nice, honestly, because we were really nervous all coming into this. But right now, I'm really craving my ham sandwich. Yeah. And I really <laughs> want my ham sandwich. <laughs> All right, guys. So this is going to be for today's show. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around. It was a little bit different from what we usually have, but I wanted to actually spend that time with my family and, and have these awesome conversations. Um, I, I do hope we actually get to do the other podcast and the play for the, what's it called? Uh, Levi and the Multi-Use Fitbit. That's right. It's going to be awesome, guys. Gonna we're going to be, awesome. be, uh, yeah. we're gonna be um, nominated for Grammys. And Oscars. By, and Oscars. Yeah, five out of right. five. You know? I'm going to slap Chris Rock together. <laughs> oh, my God. How to get us canceled. <laughs> the first episode, he's already getting us canceled. Okay. I did not raise this kid. It was all him. It was all me. It was I. It was I. It's all for giggles, guys. Charlie. All for giggles. Okay. So... Again, guys, follow us on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Outcast, and Radio, whatever. And you, you know the drill. Just follow us on Amazon and Audible, too, okay? Because we, we, we definitely love now that we're on Amazon. It makes us look important, right? Ooh. I mean, <laughs> so thank you guys for enjoying the show. Uh, again, send us your topics. Uh, we're more than happy to uh, talk about anything you guys want. The next time we do the actual Charlie and MVP show... We're actually, La Playa is wanting us back. So we're actually on the talks of going there. So to back our regular, our regular um, programming. But yeah, wait for the uh, family podcast. Right? Yes. All right, All right guys. Correct. Wish us okay. luck, guys. Das mother, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Hello. Wow. I mean, I, I made you sound pretty cool. Das mother. That's, that's, uh, that's yeah, German. Yeah, but I'm not German. Yeah. 
Madre. Yeah, and Leo isn't a pig, and yeah, Madre, Madre. I mean, he's not an animal either. La Madre, La Madre. Oh, there you go. That would have been that, La Madre. Yeah. Well, I originally wanted the boss, but he said he was the boss. So there goes yeah. my, You're my the guest. feminist. You are the guest. There goes my feminist. Uh, see, uh, equal rights. Uh, here, there are no equal no, 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 rights no, no, because no, he no, wants no. to be the he's boss. He's oppressing no. me. No, no. <laughs> You are about to get us canceled on a yeah, pilot yeah, episode. Yeah, no. So just, I, mean, I had to change my name. But this is this is the hierarchy. This is yeah, this is sure. Soviet Union, Russia. You said you wanted to be dictate. equal. So well, then again, no, outside of the podcast. He has no, the most experience inside. out of all of us. Yeah, we inside. are just merely guests. <laughs> we do not get to come control. Well, this. I guess my new name is not the guest. So there you go. No, you, da, no. La madre. La madre. La madre. The mother, the, the, the patriarch, the patriarch, la mia mamma, there you go, see, Aww. la mia mamma, yeah, mm. see, see, see. Okay. In Japanese, what did you All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. It's been all for tonight, and thank you very much, and have a great rest of your week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. There you New go. New fans. Peace. What have you always wanted to be named? What did he call you when you guys were dating? Like, I'm pretty sure y'all had a nickname for each other. So what's the nickname for that? I don't know. What did you call me? I forgot. It's been so long. Isn't that sad? It's not sad. (laughs) That is not sad at all. Kind (laughs) of (laughs) is. All right, piggy. Um, Pioneer woman is (laughs) taken. You know, something simple. You know, something that, you know... It's easy to remember. That didn't show up in the uh, in the sound, did it? I it did. It did. I just told you not to do that, and you did it. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I wanted to put my hands in my lap, but I didn't think it was gonna hear the crunkle of the table. That's my bad. Okay, you you got a name? Takis. La Takis. La Takis. No, no we'll, get, we'll get copyrighted for yeah. that because yeah. it's already yeah. a brand name. Kind of like Cardi B got copyrighted for naming herself Bacardi. Well, that's t- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what do you want to name yourself? Don't know. Wow! <laughs> wow! I did not expect that. Wow! Okay. Dum- do not say any bad words, guys. Do not say any bad words. I'm gonna name myself Das <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. The mom. The mom? Yeah. Okay. That's mother. No, the mom. No, the that's mom. mother. The mom. I thought no. we were going to let them piece together that she was the mom or the wife. Or okay. It's settled. The waifu. mom. Okay, oh, so waifu. So, net seat, piggy, and the mom. Okay. Right on. <laughs>